don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And I'm here to bring you another True Crime episode. (laughs) I was waiting for you to do it. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I'm still tired, It's the same thing every week. My brain has not been working good. I've heard that before. I mean, like, really bad. (laughs) It's okay. We'll get through it. So today, I'm going to be talking about... A case that I just kind of stumbled upon. Um, I wanted to do a case outside of the U.S. because I feel like all the cases we, most of the cases we've talked about, have been centered in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to pull a serial killer from another country. So today we're going to be talking about Johan, or we're going to refer to him as Jack. Okay. Uterbaker. Okay. He is also known as the Vienna Strangler. Like the Vienna sausage? No, like <laughs> Vienna, the uh, city. It's a city. I'm just messing with I you. I know, I know. I think of that ev- too every time I read it. They're disgusting. Yeah. Not gonna lie. They're pretty gross. Um, <laughs> Austin taught me to rinse them before you eat them. Ew. And like, honestly, they're a lot better, but like I can only get through like two before I'm like, Ugh, this is disgusting. I can't. I, I really want to buy some and give them to Jeffrey and have him try them. <laughs> I bet he would like them. It'd be I funny. I bet he would. He would eat them up, bro. Evelyn would probably like them too. Probably. I That's a kid thing, dude. I, I loved Vienna sausages. They eat everything. They literally eat everything. It's so weird. <laughs> Evelyn, we have not found one thing she doesn't like. Have you gave her a lemon? Yes. She liked it? Yes. <laughs> She's also a chunky baby. She is chunky. She loves All food. All she does is eat. Um, she loves peas and green beans. It sounds like me as a child. Yeah. I loved veggies. Jeffrey did not like peas and green beans. Really? Yeah. Nope. Did not <laughs> like them. He's but like, no, thank you. Them. Yeah. So anyway, Johann Jack Uterweger was an Austrian serial killer. Serial killer. killer. And well-known author and poet who committed several murders in several different countries. Author and poet, huh? Yes. The countries he committed murders in include Austria, West Germany, Czechoslovakia, and the United States. So it still is kind of a United States case, but not, okay. not nearly as much. Okay. Not like strictly just U.S. Yeah. He was only in the U.S. for a brief amount of time, and we'll get into it. Okay. So, Jack was born on August 16th, 1950 in Junberg, Austria. I'm going to apologize up front if I mispronounce any of these names of cities or countries or people because I'm not from Europe. So, yeah, I will probably mispronounce them horribly. Y'all know how Americans do. Yes. And that sentence right there just proves everything. Y'all know how Americans do. Yeah. (laughs) So, Jack's mother, Theresia Uterweger, 
left home as a teenager and became a wait- waitress and barmaid. Teresia. Teresia. I kind of like that name. Me too. So, Jack had reported that his mom was actually a sex worker while <laughs> he was young, but that was never really confirmed or denied. That okay. was just kind of an allegation. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't really know. So, he just said it. We don't know if yeah. it's actually true. Um, Teresia met his father, Jack Becker. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an American soldier, and they met in Trieste, Italy. Okay. Um, Teresia became pregnant with Jack. But his father wasn't involved in his son's life and never even met his son. So it was okay, kind of so like a Okay, so he fling. wasn't... I was going to say, was he American? But obviously he wasn't because... No, he was, he was an American soldier. Mm-hmm. No, I mean like the serial killer we're talking about. He's oh, no, not he's American. Austrian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, he would be American though if he was like born half at... Like If he was born at the base, you're American. He wasn't because I know that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. Like he's not American because oh he I see what you were saying. Yes. Yeah. So, but it was kind of like she just kind of hooked up with him. I guess they never really had a relationship. Mm. It was just kind of like a fling. And then she ended up pregnant. Gotcha. So, um, his father was not in his life at all. Okay. Jack also claimed that his aunt, which would be his mom's sister, mm-hmm. was murdered by a customer while she was working as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that her death really, like, had a bad impact on him in his life. Grief can do a lot of things. So, I mean, it would. If you're a child and you witness that, like, that's something yeah. that's going to mess you up for the rest of your life. Well, did he witness it or did he just say, like, I don't know. she it, was dead? She, he just said that she was murdered Okay, as a sex worker and her client murdered her gotcha i assume he was not there for that i would assume not but yeah grief can do crazy things to people so his mother Teresia was arrested for fraud when she was pregnant with him Mm -hmm. but she did her time and was released before he was born that's crazy i couldn't imagine being pregnant in prison yeah she was sorry i couldn't imagine being in prison at all (laughs) no at all especially being pregnant Mm mm-hmm so, she was arrested again in 1953 when he was three years old. So, she sent him to Corinthia to live with his alcoholic grandfather. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Great, great start to his childhood at three years old. His grandfather was known as a rough fellow who used Jack to help him steal farm animals. Okay. So, it was like already not good. Yeah, not really. So, he he had a really bad childhood. I, I see. From it was his, already from the start, yeah, sounds from bad. From the jump. I mean, from his mom being in and out of prison for fraud and then him being I mean, just because he wasn't born yet, like, didn't mean... Like, okay, if he was at a point where he can hear in the yeah. belly, mm-hmm. then he kind right. of also experienced the tension. Mm-hmm. I feel like the baby feels what the mom feels once mm-hmm. they get to a certain point. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And then she went back to prison when he was three. So yeah. it was like, he was exposed to all of this at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So he ended up being in and out of prison prison for most of his younger life, Yikes. which sucks. Yeah. The first time he was arrested was when he was 16 and it was for assaulting a prostitute. So he had that bad memory of his aunt and then he went. Mm-hmm. And did something similar. 
did the same thing that happened to her. Except he didn't go that far. I didn't find much out about um, whether or not his aunt was murdered. Um, it was just kind of mentioned. Okay. So, I don't know. So, if, it's more of like a he, he said, she said type right. deal. Like, we don't actually be, know. Right. It could very well be possible that his aunt was murdered. Yeah, well, they... And there was just not a lot of information on it. Because this was in the 50s. Yeah, they didn't care. So, so yeah. it just might not have been, like, documented as much. So, he ended up working as a waiter between 1966 and 1974. Yeah, so a long time. And was convicted 16 times within that time frame, mostly for theft-related offenses, but also for pimping and sexual assault on a sex worker. Jesus. So, this whole prostitute sex worker thing is a big part in all of this. Okay. I mean, literally from, like, the moment he was born. Yeah. And up until he ended up going to prison Mm -hmm. for murder. So, in December of 1974, Jack committed his first murder. Okay. He murdered 18-year-old West German national Margaret Schaefer by strangling her with her own bra. Well, I mean, mine strangles me every day around my ribcage, but Jesus. So... Couldn't imagine that. That was in 1974. He wasn't Mm -hmm. convicted until 1976. So, two years later, and he was sentenced to life in prison. So, at this time, he was, like, 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Still really young. So, he tried to explain his actions during his trial by saying um, he saw his mother's face when he was, like, looking at Margaret when he was killing her or whatever. So, I guess he had all this, like, pent-up anger Mm -hmm. against his mom for abandoning him. That's a lot of uh, killers. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot. It's always, like, their mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, their abuse or whatever from their mom is yeah. what leads them to be A lot of them, evil. anyways. Yeah. There are some that, like, nothing even happened. They had the perfect they childhood. They just snap, yeah. So, he thought that him saying this about his mom would make them sympathize with him, but mm-hmm. he was wrong. Yeah, they were probably, just like, making it up. um, okay, well, you, you need to go. You still killed somebody, so. Yeah, but, like... They're probably thinking, um, you need to be in a mental asylum then? Yeah, even if that is the case, um, something's wrong with you. Yeah. So, during his conviction, he learned to read and write. So, he was illiterate before. Okay. He didn't know how, he didn't go to school. He didn't, you mm-hmm. know, know how, because he was in and out of juvenile prison. Yeah. So, while he was in prison, he learned to read and write, and he began writing poetry, short stories, plays, and an autobiography which was titled Purgatory or the Trip to Prison, Report of a Guilty Man. Interesting. Obviously, it's called something different different in Austrian. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't pronounce it, so I just put the English translation. Okay. So, um, it was said that it was authentic, a real cry. It had clarity and great literary quality. Okay. So, apparently, he was, like, this really good writer. And he learned it all in prison. That's crazy. He wrote another book called Terminal Prison that won a literary prize in 1984. So, like, his work is doing big things. Mm-hmm. While he's a murderer. Yeah. In prison. That's for scary. For a life sentence. Yeah. So, in 1985, there was a campaign that started to pardon and release him from prison. What? Yeah. So, um... I guess people, like, were really touched by his work and 
was like, he's a changed man. Like, he's done his time. You know, he's better. He's not going to do it again. Excuse me? He should be released. So they started a petition. Oh, my good Lord. Okay. Um, somebody said, Austrian justice will be measured by the Uterweger case. Like it, like, like he was wrongfully, like, like he, he murdered literally somebody. killed someone. But they were like, oh, like he's changed, whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure, maybe he did change. Mm-hmm. He still murdered somebody. Yeah. Um, Austrian president, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this. Rudolf Kirchschlager? Sure. Sure. Um, I don't know what weird noises your mouth just made while you were know. saying I it. I don't though. know either. I don't know. But he uh, refused the petition when it was presented to him, citing the court-mandated minimum of 15 years in prison. So he was like, okay, whatever. Like, he has to at least do 15 years. Mm-hmm. After the 15 years, he can be released. Bad choice. Yeah. Um, so he was released on May 23rd, 1990, after he served the minimum of 15 years of his life term. He was okay. sentenced to life mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm. And he got out in 15 years. Wonderful. 15 years is not a long time. Nope. <laughs> so. That's um, how long we've been friends. <laughs> I know. Like, literally. And it's flown by. It's, That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Somebody said, Uterweger represented the great hope of intellectuals that through the verbalization of problems, you can somehow get to grips with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. After he was released, his autobiography started to be taught in Austrian schools. What? And his stories for children were performed on Austrian radio stations. Okay, here's my thing. I guess if everybody thought he was a reformed man, I can understand why they're going to this but still he's a freaking murderer but if you truly believe he's reformed and he's a great writer they're like look what look what this man has yeah done. he's completely reformed he's such a he's great changed man changed his life exactly so they do all of this he was a murderer look we can do this yeah but then that's saying like and oh, people yeah, can change you can murder somebody and go to prison but you can get your life back you can get your life back together yeah no Mm-mm. No, that's that should not be. If you thing. kill someone, you should stay in. You prison. took their life, mm-hmm. so now your life is going to be taken from you. Period. Yeah. That's how it is. So, um, another quote from somebody said, "We will never find a prisoner so well prepared for freedom." I bet he was. I bet he was. He was ready to get he out that mud. So ready for freedom, right? Fifteen so, years in prison is a long ass time. Not long enough. I know, but it's still a long ass time. I'm sure while you're not long enough for him in prison. I'm sure it is a long time because yeah, you don't. I mean, also you go day to day, right, doing the same routine, right. But you killed somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying I'm not justifying what he did whatsoever. I'm just saying like, bro, Mm -mm. it is a long time, but Mm -hmm. it's not long enough. So Jack actually hosted a television program, and this is. Where he reported on stories of different murders that were happening at the time. Because just four months after he was released from prison, a prostitute was found dead in Czechoslovakia and had been strangled with a pair of socks. Do we remember how he killed his first victim? I mean, He yeah. strangled her with a That's bra. That's crazy. So, is it a coincidence that he's covering 
murders on pros- a prostitute that had been found strangled with her socks. And it is it a coincidence that this murder happened only four months after he was released from prison no. for murdering no. somebody he with wanted- a bra. Here's the thing. And now he's covering them on television. He wanted to do this murder so he could cover his own murder. They always want a part of the murder or the investigation or something. Or And that is giving him that, oh, I get to tell everybody about my murder that nobody knows that I did. Or, 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 he was a reformed man. <laughs> and now he's going to spread the word. He's going to spread awareness of all these prostitutes. He's like, I murdered one. There are other people out here murdering more. We have to find them and send them to prison so they can get their life together just like I got mine together. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So this woman's name was Blanca Bokova. I think is how you pronounce it. Good job. So on September 15th, 1990, some people that were walking along the Vitava River in Czechoslovakia came across the body of a young woman. This was Blanca. Mm-hmm. She was lying on her back, naked, with a pair of gray socks around her neck. Her legs were spread open, and she was covered in leaves. The night before she was found, she had gone out with friends for a drink, but had stayed back at the bar after her friends left around 11.45. Like, just kind of chilling. The last time she was seen, she was talking to a man who appeared to be around 40 years old. So then, the body count started to increase. Okay. More and more women in Austria were murdered in the following months with the same pattern. And why weren't the police like, boom, we already know. We should definitely go check him out. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Just because he's a reformed Uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, We'll, we'll get there. So, seven more women in Austria were murdered in the following months, each with the same pattern. Several weeks after Blanca was found, Brunhild Masser, a well-known prostitute from Graz, was reported missing. Police in Austria started to get worried because up until this point, they didn't have many problems with prostitutes. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to go missing and end up dead. Okay. So, two months later after master was found mm-hmm. in Graz, or went missing in Graz. sorry in december of 1990 another prostitute hyde marie hammer also went missing on new year's eve that year so a little less than a month later yeah her body was found by hikers in an area outside of town she was also found on her back and covered with leaves her body had been redressed and dragged through the woods, is what it seemed like, because she had, like, marks on her skin, but she had clothes on. Yeah. So, she wasn't naked, but her legs were bare, and a piece of her slip from her dress was missing and was found in her mouth, like she mm. had been gagged. She had been strangled with a pair of tights and had bruises and ligament marks on her wrists, which suggested that she had been tied up. There were several red fibers on her clothes that didn't match what she was wearing, so it was suggested that this was from the killer. Okay. But they didn't have anything to, like, match it with. Mm-hmm. A few days after that, after her body was found, 
the body of another missing prostitute, the one that I mentioned earlier, Masser, yeah. was discovered. Her body was very decomposed and also found in a quiet area of wood in Briggins. I'm mispronouncing all of these. I know I am. <laughs> there were no signs of robbery and her cause of death lined up with the previous murders. Strangled, covered in leaves. Mm-hmm. Austrian federal police found it difficult to gather evidence on who might be coming or committing the murders. Okay. Um, because there was no witnesses and they couldn't find any details about the victim's clients. Okay. It was all like unknown. Um, obviously the clients aren't going to be like, oh, like I had been with her because then they're going to be yeah. assumed that they did it. Well, also, was prostitution, like, illegal at this time? Or? Um, I don't think it was illegal. I know they didn't, I mean, they said they didn't have any problems with the prostitutes, so I, I, I don't want to say it was legal, mm. but they knew about it. Okay. Like, the police well, knew yeah. that it was happening. Right. But it was, like, kept under control. Nothing had, like, really happened okay. up until this point. So, at this point, they were unaware of the death of Blanca. Mm-hmm. because that was in Prague. Right. She was murdered in Prague. And um, they weren't aware that they were de- dealing with a serial killer. So then another prostitute, Elfried Scrimp, went missing in Graz as well on March 7th, 1991. Um, her parents contacted the police to notify them that a man had called the family home several times and taunted them about their daughter, and her job, and where she might be. Yikes. What concerned them was the fact that their phone number was unlisted, so, like, they couldn't find it. Right. So, it was suggested that the person that was calling them knew where their daughter was and got the phone number from her. Right. Her body would not be found until October 5th. Holy shit. Later that that year, and she went missing in March. That's crazy. Her body was found just like the others in a wooded area just outside of Graz, but her remains were skeletal and she was covered in leaves. Okay. Four more prostitutes would vanish from Vienna, all in the same way. Sylvia Zagler, Sabine Moisey, Regina Prem, and Karen Iroglu had all vanished within a month. That's crazy. That means he's getting, uh, he's picking it up. Yes. Picking up pace. So Sabine's body was found on May 20th, 1992. And then Karen's body was found. Okay. Both women were found strangled and dumped outside the city of Vienna. So he was covering all of these women on his TV show. For sure. He was talking about them, trying to spread awareness, trying to help them, you know, get justice, mm-hmm. find the murderer. In 1991, Jack was hired by an Austrian magazine to write about crime in Los Angeles. You know, he, he was a very good writer. Mm-hmm. He was a well-known author. Oh, yeah, his books in school. Right, and, like, they won prizes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, they were hiring, hiring him because he was a really good writer. Yeah. Um... So, they wanted him to write about the differences in crime in the U.S. and Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and all about prostitution. Okay. 
so he met local police in this in LA like they flew him out to LA to like wit not witness crimes but like study crimes in LA yeah because he has to know about the crime right in order to write a piece so they sent him to LA he even went so far as to participate in a ride-along of the city's red light districts if you don't know red light districts are like where the prostitutes like do their work Mm -hmm. like it's called red light district because people would put like a red light outside of their house and for a sign of like they either are a prostitute or like they welcome prostitutes or you know participate in that kind of stuff they would put a light outside of their house okay so while he was in la three more sex workers went missing and ended up dead okay this was shannon exley irene rodriguez and peggy booth they were all sex workers they were beaten sexually assaulted with tree branches and strangled with their own bras are we getting it are we are we are we seeing what's happening gotten it like okay three pages ago (laughs) okay i was just making sure so there's a pattern here Mm-hmm. murders were happening right after he got out of prison mm-hmm. in austria and around austria and then he was talking about him and then they were like hey why don't you go to the u.s and help them out there right you mm-hmm. know study crime there and then the murder stopped happening in austria mm-hmm. and started happening in los angeles just coincidentally where he was yeah but did they know that because they were... didn't they didn't know that yet okay I'm like, did they know that? Because it's two separate countries. So. No, they didn't know that yet. So they didn't They didn't see it. Okay. Like, we can see it. So back in Austria, they started to suggest that Jack was the one killing sex workers. Should have done that a while ago. Because it, okay. it, it took them a while to line up all the murders because they were in different countries oh yeah it was it was hard yeah that makes sense but but it took a while so then by the time he was in the u.s they Mm -hmm. were like wait a second and he's not there anymore right nobody's getting murdered right well i guess it really just depends though because it seemed like they were finding bodies quite a while after they had already been murdered so they didn't technically know right anybody had been murdered exactly so they were like, he probably did it. By this point, enough bodies had piled up that Jack was beginning to attract the attention of authorities on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean. So, they're... Us in Austria. Yes. So, they're starting to get it. Um, police in LA matched the timeline of the prostitute murders with Jack's stay in the city, like, like we just said. Mm-hmm. So, Jack ended up fleeing the United States because he has a feeling that they're He's catching like, oh, on to him. They're yeah. like, well, maybe I should get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, he went to Switzerland, and then he went to Paris, and then he went back to Miami, Florida. Back to the U.S. Miami is a place to go if you want to disappear. Oh, for sure. So, it was in Miami where the authorities finally caught up with him and arrested him in February of 1992. But it wasn't easy. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. The FBI ended up convincing him that they were reporters from Success Magazine and ready to pay him $10,000 for a chance to hear his story. Bro, if you were on the run 
why would you believe any of <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad he did, but I'm just So saying. they're like, maybe we can get him. Maybe we can just try and tell him it's for an interview. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going to get a good mon- good chunk of money out of it. Yeah. So he took it. He took the bait. And instead of sitting down with a reporter, he walked into a room filled with United States Marshals. And he was like, oh, shit. He was like, damn. I walked right into that one. Literally. <laughs> um, he loved the attention that he was getting ever since he began writing when he was in prison the first time for murder. So it was... It was this love for attention that he had, that he had. Mm-hmm. That's what got him caught in the end. He also, was like he just loved attention in general because he had a show where he was talking about his own murders. Yes, like, he, he was, wanted the attention, he even was though thriving on it. Even though he knew that everybody else didn't know that he was a murderer at the time, mm-hmm. he was still getting the attention regardless right. because he knew he was a murderer. He was still getting attention for the murders. Without them knowing that it was him. And broadcasting it even more. Mm-hmm. So, that's what ended up ended up him getting caught. Yep. Was him loving that I'm really... Attention. A lot of them do. Yeah. He, they, that's all they want is attention. Um, so, after his capture, he was extradited back to Austria. Because that's where he, you know... The root of his murders Yeah, that was where the most... The majority of his murders are. He was charged with 11 total murders, including one in Prague and three in the United States, in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But the jury found him guilty of nine murders. They could only convict him of nine murders. That sucks. There was one murder that I forgot to put in my notes, um, but that he wasn't charged for, that he said wasn't him. Mm -hmm. There was a body... It was a prostitute that had been strangled, mm-hmm. but her body was found in a lake. Okay. And he said he didn't do it. I don't know if I believe that, mm-hmm. but he was not well, it seems charged like he with that murder. Left most of his victims in the woods. Yeah. So. It was different. It was just kind of like a coincidence that it happened at the same time. Yeah. It could have been him, but none kind of, of it different lined motive. up. Yeah. Right. Or different. He's had the same dumping ground the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. The and same, I don't want to say dumping, but... Right. You know what I mean. The same manner, kind of. Yeah, he's it's, putting the bodies in the same place, right. is what I meant to yes. say. So, the one in the lake, it was, it was it's like hard a to say. Yeah. yeah. But they still found him guilty of nine. Well, that's good. At least it was nine. I wish it was the whole 11. But. Yeah. Um, based on psychiatric examination he was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder wow which makes sense Mm. um and on june 29th 1994 he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for real this time for real this time um but that night jack and would ended up hanging himself with his shoelaces in his cell in the gratz carlu prison Yep, he is a coward. Yes. The knot on the noose was the same knot that was found on all of the strangled sex workers. So it was like he ended his life the same way that he ended their life. And he probably got off on that too. Yeah, in his very last moments. Um, After he was captured, it is quoted that he said, I cannot bear going back into a cell. Well, you shouldn't have been an idiot. So he, in my opinion... He took the easy way out and yeah. just ended it all right For there. Sure. And that, that's where it ends. He died. 
He killed himself in prison. What a coward. Before he even served any of his sentence. Um, I did put a couple quotes in here that I will read from his, um, some of his work that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, one quote, I wielded my steel rod among the prostitutes and pimps on Hamburg, Munich, and Marseille. I had em- enemies and conquered them through my inner hatred. And another one, I was a greedy, ravenous individual determined to rise from the bottom to the top. It wasn't me. Interesting. Yeah. So that is the story of Jack Utterbeger. Wow. I thought it was pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. I just like stumbled on it upon it randomly one day and was like, oh, he was like an author, a writer, and a serial killer. Like, and what? he was apparently reformed at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? That's so, crazy. Yeah. Originally, I thought it would be like he was a serial killer and then was publishing books about his murders and stuff Mm. without people knowing yeah and so that was like what the fuck but then i got into him was like oh that's pretty crazy yeah for sure so yeah well i hope you guys enjoyed that one if you haven't already sorry if um i mispronounced all of those words by the way (laughs) if you haven't already go follow (laughs) us on our socials tcst pod tcst underscore podcast uh if you have any stories or any case suggestions email tcstpod at gmail.com and go follow our patreon go subscribe um leave us a review yes please a rating a um, rating or a review really at this point i'll accept anything <laughs> i did find out today that our podcast is on good pods which is another app that you can use to listen to good um, podcasts. Oh, really? I wasn't sure if it was on there or not, but it is. So if you use Good Pods, um, you can listen to us on there and follow We're us on We're also on Amazon Music now. We so. are also on Amazon Music. So um, go check that out. Leave us a rating and review on there if you can. For sure. And let us know how we're doing on there. And um, if you're here, like right now, like, like right now, right now. If like you're right still now, listening. right now. Like if you're still listening, I know you can leave a rating. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> if you are listening right now and you've gotten all the way to the end of the episode and you're still listening. I'm being kind of passive aggressive, <laughs> um, but please. <laughs> I was going to say, leave a review and we should make a secret word. What should our secret word be if you've listened all the way to the end? I don't know. Peaches. I was going to say bananas. That's <laughs> so weird. Okay. One of those. Peaches or bananas. Leave it in a, a comment. I was going to say comment. Leave All it right. in a review. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.